Welcome to the Female Insight Zone, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights from women who have made an indelible mark in business and the path they took to soar. Welcome to the Female Insight Zone. This is Mary Beth Kuzmeski. Today we're talking to Frankie Picasso. She is an international socialpreneur, a talk show host, and a champion for change. I love it. She's been transforming lives and influencing culture for the past 30 years. Welcome, Frankie, to the Female Insight Zone. Thanks, Mary Beth. <laughs> what a pleasure it is to be here today. So I want to start off with something a little bit different. It, it says that you were the first professional female kickboxing promoter in the world. How in the heck did you get involved in that? So tell us a little bit about your background. <laughs> well, I was working. It was funny because I was working with, well, I should start back a little bit more. I had a boyfriend once who <laughs> trained boxers. And during that time, we got involved with a consortium that decided to put on high-end boxing events. And I was part of the sales and marketing team at the time. And a friend had sent a kickboxer to see me because he knew that we were putting on these events and they were monthly events. And so the young man came in and, and he said, you know, our mutual friend had sent him and would we be interested in putting on, on a world title kickboxing event for him? And the guys that I worked with were purist boxers and they had no interest, but I had never been to kickboxing. So I said, you know what, take me to a show and I'll give you my decision. So he took me to a show. It was so full of energy. It was so exciting. I loved it so much. I said, yeah, I will do this. I will put on a world title fight. And we, we did it, you know, we did it. And <laughs> what happened was I went to um, the International Kickboxing Association, got sanctioned by them. I, I actually matchmaked all the fights. I got the fighters from around the world to come. We had, I think, 12, 12 bouts, uh, 12 different fighters. And he won his 12th kickboxing world title. So it's pretty exciting. Wow, that is amazing. Uh, it's, it's interesting how we get involved in certain things and how our careers take different paths. But today, you're a socialpreneur. So tell everyone what that is and, and what you're doing today on a day-to-day -day basis so we can understand a little bit more about what you're doing. Well, a socialpreneur to me is doing whatever work I do has social impact involved with it. When I founded the Good Radio Network, now the Good Media Network, I wanted to create a, a body that not only talked about doing good things in the world, I actually did good things in the world. And that was really important to me. So on the radio side, you know, I like to have nonprofits come on. I like to, you know, maybe I give them money. Maybe I introduce them to people who can give them money. Maybe it's just, you know, introducing them to a wider audience that didn't know about them so they can gain volunteers or other people that, you know, might want to help them. On another front, I, I'm also an artist. And so the paintings I paint, the custom paintings that I paint are pay for cleft palate surgery for children, pay for the donkey sanctuary, pay for animal, different animal organizations around the world that, you know, are near and dear to my heart. So it's very important to me that everything that I do have a social impact part to it. Yeah, that's amazing. So how did you get passionate about having impact in people's lives? I mean, you hear about all these people who are doing these amazing things, but how did you get to be that person that wants to do all that? Or were you always like that? I think I've always been like that. I started off wanting to be a photojournalist because I want, you know, one of those life photojournalists and, you know, go in and, and write all the wrongs in the world and, and, <laughs> <laughs> just go out there and you know tell everybody about 
the, the stuff that's happening because I'm very passionate about what's happening in the world. But I've always been that way. And then in 2003, I had a motorcycle accident, um, a very serious accident. I landed in the hospital for six months and oh. everything that defined my life went away. And, you know, my job was gone. My marriage was gone. I was a drummer in a band that was gone. The dragon boat was gone. Everything was gone. And I had to recreate my life. And so I decided that I would go to school online because that was really all I could do. I was sitting in a hospital and I decided to become a coach. And it was interesting becoming a coach because the people who were becoming coaches with me were, were doctors and lawyers and other people that had these wonderful careers. And I'm like, why would you become a coach? Because people have always come to me with their problems and to solve them. But they, they just felt this need to, to give back. And I've always had that need to kind of help people because change for me is easy. I love it. It's creative and, and it's exciting for me, but I understand why a lot of people fear change. So for me to be able to help somebody get further in their career or, or change their perspective on something that, that is holding them back, that's exciting for me. So how do you do that? Because I know change is something that, you know, you, you say that you love it and you embrace it, but most people really, it, it affects their careers. It affects everything because we, we don't necessarily like to be in the midst of change. So talk about how you help people get through those particular situations. It's funny you say that because change happens best in chaos. <laughs> when, you, when you don't have a choice, you're, you're, you know, you have to change your life. But when you do have a choice, you know, it's really about understanding what you value. And that's like the very first thing I talk to people about is what do you value? And when people understand what their values are, it's easy to see when they are in alignment or not in alignment with their values. And when you're in alignment with your values, everything is just wonderful. And, and you know, life is going around hunky-dory. So in order to, to change, you have to make it exciting. The Chinese have two characters for change. And I'm sorry, it just went out of my head. But they have these two characters. And one is danger and one is opportunity. And so, of course, you have to go into the danger zone to get the opportunity. And I say that opportunities, they don't pass people by. We pass on them. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I, I'm i thinking about, you know, sort of my own career and things that I've done. And it has been, you're exactly right, it's been that danger zone where change happens and you either take, you know, you take it by the horns and you do something with it or or not. Yeah. I mean, it's very interesting. Um, but, I, but I think this idea of being able to deal with change is a, um, is a really, really difficult one for people. So it is. And I think it involves flexibility. You know, you have to learn to be a little flexible. Yes. Well, I guess that's right. Um, things happen, things change. If you're flexible, you might allow some of it to happen to you or with you. Uh, exactly. But if you're not, yeah. Okay. So your last name is Picasso and you're, a, you're an artist. How lucky is mm -hmm. that? <laughs> I know. <laughs> How lucky is that? I'm actually, uh, currently, there's, there's a billboard um, campaign. I live in Toronto, so downtown in the subway systems throughout the city of Toronto. I am on billboards everywhere. Um, <laughs> because of my last name and because I am an artist, um, it was funny that one of the, the companies decided that they would use that and say that, you know, not everybody is a Picasso. <laughs> and... <laughs> it might say Picasso, but not everybody is a Picasso. But it was it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to do that campaign and, and it was it was for a printer company. 
Oh, that that is really. I mean, it's very fortunate um, to have that last yeah. name, I suppose. So you wrote a book called Midlife Mojo. How do we get Midlife Mojo? Midlife Mojo is on Amazon. It's on uh, Kindle and hard copy. It is a prescription for change. Now it talks. It you know it says midlife, but don't be confused by that. Um, it's easy to market to you know a group of people than to market to everybody. So when you niche market, it's a lot easier. But even though I do talk specifically to people in midlife, because it is a confusing time, sometimes we talk about that midlife crisis, um, change is change. How you change is how you change. How you overcome obstacles, how you overcome negative thinking, how you uh, become unstoppable, those, those are constants. And so it doesn't matter what age you are. You can pick up this book and I guarantee you, you are going to be able to change your life. Well, that is amazing. So give us a little uh, bit of what's in the book, um, more than what you just said, so we can kind of um, really get excited about getting this book. Well, if if you're sitting in your life right now and you're wondering, you know, should I change my life? Do I want to change my life? I, I really I change, but I'm, I'm sitting in the middle of change. So the beginning of the book starts off asking you questions as a coach would, you know, am I happy? If I had a choice, would I choose the same career again? If I had a choice, would I choose the same partner again? If I had a choice, would I live in the same house? Would I go to the same school? Would I, you know, you get the idea. And after you kind of do your survey of that, I take you in into the five steps of change, which are think, be, do, act. And, and you just, you know, you go through the book and I, and, I, and I go through the obstacles and I talk about how to get rid of your negative thinking. And we talk about what underlying automatic commitments are. And those are, those are, we know what a commitment is, but underlying automatic commitments are the commitments that we hold in our subconscious. So that things that are, are not showing up in our, in our life that we say we want, like the job promotion, how come I didn't get that? Well, there could be something holding you back inside that says, I really don't want it. I'm afraid of it. I'm afraid that they might think I'm a one trick pony. That I'm afraid that my friends won't like me anymore. If I get ahead, I'm afraid that, you know, I won't belong to the group. So these are some things that you can think about that are in the book um, that help you overcome fears. The common fears are change, success, and fear of fear. So those are in there, how to get through that. How to improve your self-image, how to understand about that and your confidence. And of course, how to be unstoppable. So, and who doesn't yeah. want to be unstoppable? Absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah. so tell us more about where we can find your art that I know you um, give the proceeds to charity. Where, where can we find, we can find your book on Amazon. What about some of the other things that you've got? Yeah, the art you can find on Fine Art America under Frankie Picasso, or you can go to Frankie Paints Pets, also known as Original Podcasso's. Because <laughs> I really do like to paint pets, <laughs> but I paint everything. Yeah, oh, that is um, absolutely awesome. <laughs> so, thank you for being a part of the Female Insight Zone today, and I really hope that people reach out, take a look at your book, and, and embrace change. Because now is a time when there's change all around us. Let's embrace it. Let's let's take a handle, get a handle on it, and and use it to our advantage. Thank you, Mary Beth. I appreciate that. Thanks for listening to the Female Insight Zone, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights from women who have made an indelible mark in business and the path they took to soar. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.